All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of the Beautiful Grind podcast. We are on location today for a very special episode of the Beautiful Grind. We are on location at the World Gym in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia, joined by two of their coaches. We actually have their head coach, uh, Mr. Johnny Shreve, joining us. And Zara, I'm sorry, I don't know your last name. Lotta. There we go. All right, so Johnny, I'm going to hand off to you really quickly here. I'm just going to get you to introduce yourself and uh, see what we can do with this. Cool. Uh, what's up, everybody? Um, so I'm really happy to be on the beautiful grind. Um, it's been a long time waiting, and I'm uh, blessed to be here and share some of my, you know, uh, experiences and whatnot. But um, without further ado, I am an IFBB pro. I won Mister Canada 2017. Um, after about I start 2012, my first uh, show is here in Nova Scotia, Nova Scotia physique. Sorry, Nova Scotia Bodybuilding Association. It was different back then. Oh jeez, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> going back few um, years. Yeah, so 2012, I got my first show, and then it took me until 2017 to um, attain the pro car, which was like very hard and grueling. A lot of um, for uh, seconds and thirds, I was top three since I started competing, and then when I got that, it was like a huge blessing because that was my second chance after chasing um, the dream of being a professional football player. Of mine. so that was the that was the original goal um, due to. Uh, some unfortunate life decisions back when I was younger. Um, I lost that opportunity. was given a second chance, kind of, and played St. Mary's football um, when we were dominating and killing it. Uh, I can't say nothing for now. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, my last game, my last football game, um, it's 2011. Yeah, I was sitting on the bench with a broken finger. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I just, I don't know if I want to sit and push paper. I was uh, looking at, you know, RCMP, this and that. I did criminology and sociology. I was finishing that semester. I was like, I can't. I'm not done competing yet, so I need something. And then uh, I remember a couple of bodybuilders in the area that knew me when I played football. I'd always ask, if you want to bodybuild, you should bodybuild this and that. And I'm like, "Um, no, I'm a football player. I'm not wearing a banana hammock. (laughs) I'm like, screw you guys, right? And then... Lo and behold, I'm a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's my that's that's I guess the last almost ten years, in hindsight. But, well, yeah, we'll yeah. definitely jump more into that because yeah. there's definitely some really interesting stuff to talk about there. Yeah. Zara, please introduce yourself. All right, I don't know how to follow that. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty that's impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm Zara Lata. I've um, been in Canada now for five years. Um, actually started off as an admin assistant, so nowhere near the fitness world. Okay, and now you're one of their coaches. I am one of their coaches. I completely turned everything around. Okay, yeah. so um, any particular thing that drove you to this? Well, I've always been into fitness. I was a big girl myself, and um, it's a journey. And I know that a lot of women are struggling with just getting on that journey so I, I related to all my clients immediately with that so I just always wanted to strengthen and condition my clients has to be a pretty oh, handy yeah thing like that that kind yeah. of empathy being yeah. able to relate like yeah. that yeah you've got to have that rapport immediately they've got to kind of understand that you know I understand where they're coming from so yeah I'm excited to be here. <laughs> All right. Where well, Johnny Shreve. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so this is fantastic. I've been excited about this for a long time now. I've been playing on this for pretty much the last month. Uh, we um, we're going to be doing this probably in a couple of different segments here with a couple of different coaches right now. We do have Johnny and Zara. Uh, we also are going to be sitting down at some point with one of the owners, uh, Amr. It's going to be really excited to talk to him, so we'll get to that a little bit later. But let's get started with our interview. So, um, right now, 
and I'll let either one of you guys start with this. Did you have any pivotal moments? Now, Johnny, I think we'll probably start with you just based on what you were talking about a few minutes ago. So any pivotal moments in your life that brought you to the fitness world? So you said you were a football player back in 2011. You had your last game. Yeah. What was it that, because you said, I don't want to wear that banana hammock. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, I, I mean, the, what brought me to the, like, I've, I've been in the fitness world for so long. Uh, I started training when I was 11 years old. And my, my first person who brought me to the gym was professional tennis coach, my uncle, and, you know, um, an all-came full player himself. So right from the start, I, li- I loved being in the gym in that part. I guess I was, so I've always been conscious of it, but, like, I guess I'm conscious of the fitness world, that whole, that, that umbrella, that really, that I'm, I guess, I guess I'm in right now, that world. And um, it was, it, it was a couple things. I remember getting hints every so often. I remember when I was playing football, I get a, there's a, um, a, a muscle development magazine with uh, Johnny Jackson on the front, and I, my name was Johnny, and, and he had big traps. Someone was like, "Oh, you have big traps," and I, I took the book and I he had a, you know, Johnny's ten best trap exercise. So, you know, every once in a while, I would you know pick something up and find bodybuilding. And I was living in Whistler, BC. My buddy is like, "Have you ever seen uh, um, pumping iron?" I'm like, "What's I never what you, what's that?" You know, and this was two thousand, I think two thousand maybe two. Mm-hmm. No, it was like two thousand four. And I'm like, no clue. So I saw that and I was like, man, it's pretty cool. Like, that got me to, but I, I put it away again. You know, it was just kind of there. And then it was literally, I think it was actually just like my last game of football. I was like literally like sitting there. I remember talking to my brother about, I want to, uh, I'll talk to him first. I want to fight. I have martial arts in my background. So and I, I was like, well, maybe like, you know, mixed martial arts would be continue to be, you know, uh, competitive still. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, don't, you don't make, you don't make any money and you're, five foot nothing you have to like tie it down to like 140 i'm like all right well that's enough yeah that's tight <laughs> so that was and that was it literally looking at my hand i'm like ah, i'm gonna do this show it was, it was it was it was all that at once you know all those hints that finally came at that one moment were like go bodybuild and i was like all right let's just go bodybuild that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, one thing I also wanted to touch on, you said that you had a second chance. Was that at football that you had a second chance at? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like so. When I finally started playing football, I um, I was a top ten, um, you know, I was a recruit coming out of high school in U.S. colleges. I was I had a lot of um, I had a lot of scholarships offers, and I didn't pass the clearinghouse, which was like the almost like the ac- academia or academic regulator to make sure if you had your SAT scores had to be high enough if your core grades weren't and so forth and I uh, I missed the boat I I, I fucked up basically okay. <laughs> so I, I, I chased uh, upgrading for when I graduated high school I chased the upgrading and upgrading and a big story beyond this brought me actually here in Nova Scotia which was football but uh, um, I literally got my second chance when I was in Whistler um, there's a couple coaches I knew that were in Western Washington that were recruiting me back in the day and I went down there with a buddy of mine who I was snowboarding with, and he, I'm like, there's a camp down there. I went to this camp. The two coaches that were supposed to show up didn't even show up. One guy that was supposed to be there didn't even know how it was. I'm like, well, this sucks. Oh, wow. And then Steve Samara from St. Mary was like, Shreve. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, we recruited you. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you did, but I didn't get in. This was like 2002. And this is when, like, you know, St. Mary's won their second championship. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you want to go for dinner? I'm like, for sure. So long story even shorter or whatever <laughs> uh, I'm like yo I'm like uh, at the dinner I'm like I just I was I already had enough I'm like listen man if you can give me a school I'll come to your school 
and he's like, cool, send me your transcripts. And I was literally partying a week after I got one letter from UBC that was like, sorry, you have to go back and upgrade. And I'm like, fuck this. And literally the next email was St. Mary's. And like, uh, you've been accepted into the uh, arts program, blah, blah, blah. That's amazing. And I was like, tears, like, oh shit, here it is. I got my second chance. Oh. I got my second chance to, fo- to play football, which is at the highest level I want to go in the first place, which is cool. But then, you know, things didn't work out at that point. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, life, uh, life teaches all kinds of lessons, yeah. don't it? Yeah. Um, so, Zara, what about you? Now, you said that you were front desk. Yeah. And then you came over here, you said you were a bigger girl. Mm-hmm. So what happened? When was that moment that you were just like, um, okay, now this is what I'm going to do? Well, it actually goes back further than that. So back in England, way back when I was 16, my grandma died really young. She was 66. Okay. Just no lifestyle, no, no like eating healthy, no exercising. And that always bothered me. It always bothered me all the way through my um, 20s. Um, and I never, I wanted to come here and live my best life here. I don't want to die at six. 66 is pretty young. Yeah, it's pretty young. Pretty young. And I'm not saying she's giving up or she gave up or anything, but I just feel like she just didn't want to stay and live her best life. And like, Mike, I've got a couple of people going down that road right now. So it's even driving me more to kind of fitness and stay healthy. And, yeah. Difficult to watch, especially when it's people you care about to see yeah, that happen. To see Very my difficult. grandma die. It was a bigger shock to my family. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that class size is a pretty pivotal moment. So that's pretty, just something that always, <laughs> always stuck with you. That's yeah. fantastic. And yeah. that drives just mm-hmm. even your everyday decisions now. That's mm-hmm. incredible. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I want to run off that a little bit and talk about what actually brought you into this building. What brought you to World Gym Dartmouth? Okay, um, I'm not just going to say because of the brand and the name. I just like that there was a World Gym was coming to Dartmouth. That's a big deal. And I knew that as soon as we set up shop here, we were going to build this community vibe and just, and, and it, it already feels like that. I walk in, everyone's jelly. It's like family. It literally is a second family here and that's what I wanted and it's delivered like 100%. I couldn't agree with that more. Yeah. Like we talked about this, uh, we did an episode a few uh, weeks ago now uh, called The Return where we talk about the beautiful, yeah. uh, we talk about um World Gym Dartmouth and how we and we use the word community. It is, yeah. and we have our Sunday deadlift family, which is yeah. like Sarah and Jen, yeah. and we do the deadlift class yeah. with Mike. And yeah. um, so I think it's really interesting that you, you use yeah. those words. Yeah, you know, not yeah. prompted by me by any sense. Yeah. So um, I love that you guys have built that here. Yeah, yeah. And I think you guys are a direct influence on exactly the community that's being built here because yeah. you, there's not I I can't think of a person that doesn't fit like you guys. I yeah. see the videos on Instagram of you guys doing your training sessions mm-hmm. here at the World mm-hmm. Gym and stuff like that, and you guys are all together. And it's yeah. just like, I can't tell you one other gym where I've seen anything like that. Yeah, where trainers are actually doing the training and trying to inspire people. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah. 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 So, Johnny, what about you? What brought you into the building? What actually brought you to World Gym? World Gym. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back. Um, I was the uh, first hire um, for Amr. So, Funny thing is, uh, someone there's a b- bunch of rumors that uh, fit fit for less was coming in this and that. This was like back in like you know July, and then someone was like, "Yeah, there's gonna be an LA Fitness and and whatever." I'm like, "Whatever, that's you know." And I I compete, so I'm a professional bodybuilder. I I I travel the world and I've I go to gyms. The biggest thing for me was you know, and I'm not shitting on anyone's parade. I'm not trying to you know burn down you know good life, but 
I was like, they have an advantage of having a gym. And I remember going to like, you know, being in New York and being stopped by random people that are in the gym just to be like, hey, you have great physique, you know, and not like anybody weird not like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah. literally like you, you tell they're like, they're like a fan inspired of or inspired from like, you know, just seeing hard work. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, I wish I had this, you know, back home and stuff, you know, because we're like, you know, we, I, we've been ran out of, out of gyms. You know, if you're a bodybuilder, you're quote-unquote intimidating. Um, you know, everyone's stereotype when it comes to fitness and whatnot. So, um, one of my one of my clients and friend, Mackenzie Corkum, she got a uh, she got a um, a message. She's like, "Yeah, World Gym's coming to Dartmouth." I'm like, "I'm like, where?" She's like, "Well, on Plaza." I'm like, "Shut up." And I'm like, "How'd you find out?" She's like, "They messaged me." I'm like, "What do you mean they messaged you?" Because they messaged me. She sent me the message. I'm like, "Why did they message me?" And I'm like, "So I'm like, I'm like, fuck this." I'm like, "I'm like, so." I, honestly, to be to be to be completely honest, and this might sound real, I don't know how people are gonna how to take this, but I was like, I can't let, I can't let them meet anyone else yet. First, you know, when it comes to this industry, you know, I knew the brand already, I knew what it was coming with already. I knew that, okay, this thing needs to work, and I and there's. I'm fucking sorry. Sorry for my French. Um, there's a lot of misguidance. There's a lot of wolves in sheep clothing out there that I was just like, in my head, I'm like, they're just like chopping teeth. Like, yes, a new opportunity to get on. And I'm like, I got to get there right away. I got to, like, I want to help them grow this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, just because from my experience, I just, I just understand genu- being genuine and, and, you know, when something's done for, you know, from a true, you know, purpose of you know passion and whatnot so anyway um i messaged Amr and i was like i knew it was the time i'm like hey i literally wrote him a message being like you know i'm glad that you guys are here this is awesome blah 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 you know um i'd love to be part of this and help you so forth blah blah blah, blah. um send me a message i'd like to send you my email or my resume whatever i want the i want that route you know and then he messaged right back and then we went in first interview talked to him and it was like you're hired <laughs> like in, like and we just and, and when i talked to Amr, i was like I'm like, who's this guy? I'm like, who, first of all, I'm like, who am I going to see in the first place? Yeah. And when I saw Amr, I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, they're from Toronto. I'm like, cool. Because like, I'm, I'm from yeah. Ontario, so I understand, you know, I understand culture. So I was like, okay, cool. And I sat down and talked to him. I'm like, cool. Okay, he gets it. Like, this guy gets, like, he's, he's with the times. Mm-hmm. And he understands business. And he's passionate. And he, yeah, yeah. So the passion. Yeah. Anybody who's talked to Amr for more than five minutes, yeah, the oh. passion just oozes. I, would, out of this I thought he was Amazing. like when I because he told me his his history. And we sat we was we sat in that stupid freaking um, trailer for like days, like with no like people would come in sometimes. It'd be cold, and we would just sit there and just talk. And I was waiting for him to be like, all right, when's this guy going to show his true color? Because he's. He's too good at talking. And I know yeah. he's a salesman because he's got a background this snap. But, like, when's this guy going to... And it didn't stop. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, this guy is genuine. I'm yeah. like, this is... Because I, I, I wouldn't... You know, I wouldn't... I'm not the kind of guy who's going to work for anyone. I, if you're not genuine, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I'm not wasting yeah. my time. I'm making money anyway. Mm-hmm. I don't really need to be here if it's not for the right reason. Exactly. Yeah. That um, is a very respectable thing to hear because yeah. you just don't see that enough... You don't. You see too many people that are just in it for the money, and um, I hate I hate money. I'm, I'm I, people always look at me kind of strange when I say that, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's unfortunate. Money makes people do act all yeah. kinds of ways. I think that, but I think also people people make people do people things. 
Like, just like food, people having a bad relationship with food. Food has never slapped you in the face. So, where's the relationship? Who's the, where's the disconnect with the food or with yourself? So, when it comes to like money, it's like, yeah, I get it. You know, money is the root of all evil. But people have to choose to be evil, have to choose to let money sway in any kind of way. I've had, I trust me, I can do it. I can, I've thought about it sometimes, like, I should just sell out and start selling programs for like two ninety nine online. You know, two dollars nine or ten ninety nine or twenty ninety nine. All those, all those like discounts you see, trans put up there. I'm like, but I'm not gonna do it. It's not genuine. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna get a service you're supposed to get, and I don't really care that much to even, you know, it's just, it's just not. I'm not gonna choose it, but I have it all the time too. I can sell it anytime I want, mm-hmm. easily right now, easily. But it's not worth it. You know what I mean? So you know, I just it's it's people's choice when it comes to money or anything um, like that. A know? man that lives by integrity. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. All right. Um. So let's let's move on here. So. What was it like, and uh, Johnny, I really think I'd like to start with you with this one. I know you've been doing a bunch of talking today, but this one is, <laughs> is I think, going to be a little more geared. And I could be very wrong. Sorry, you might have a crazy story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what was it like for you when you f- encountered your first major injury? Now, I'm not talking a sprain. I'm talking something that sidelined you. Uh, your first injury, how did you keep from falling off in the early stages? Like, did you, did you get injured early? Because, sorry, were you lucky enough to avoid that? I'm lucky enough to avoid it. It's all you, Johnny. <laughs> I, 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 I made it so many years. Like, there's, like, it's almost like you're the, the, the ratio that gets the knee injury yeah. as a football player. Okay. You don't know who's going to be, like, you honestly, like, practices, you, someone, you hear somebody blow their Achilles. You see somebody, you know. It's like it happens so regular, and it's like you know you don't think about it until it happens. So I've had I've had thirty sprains, shoulder, mm-hmm. but like sideline, oh it sucked. I was um, I finally got they they finally like all right, Shreve, you're gonna return ball this this year, and it was at uh, uh, St. Effects. It was against St. Effects championship game, and I took the ball first ball that I caught, you know, uh, literally fumbled it, and then um, the guy was offside anyway. So the second kick, they kicked. I fucking pick it up in the air. I was on the run. I bolt 65 yards, first play of the game. And I'm like, this is sick. And then, boom, I hit it in the, like, hit right on the sideline. And knee just goes, whoop. Oh. And then I get up. I'm like, I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, all right, you're good. You're really good. So I went on the sideline, you know. I went off and like, all right, there was, I tried to play two series. And I couldn't push off my right leg. Okay. And I'm like, oh, then I'm like, I'm like, shit. I'm like, just, I just sprained because I'm used to. You know, we just go through it, right? Like, yo, you're injured, you're not injured. Like, you know. And I tried again. I'm like, I couldn't literally. Like, I was. I felt like I was pushing on, on like, like goo. I felt okay. like my knee. I was like, I couldn't. You know. And then, just no force there. Yeah, and then I um, went to the uh, if I went to the doctor. Um, to a doctor, uh, Sustanish and uh, Reardon, and um, right after the game, uh, no, sorry, a couple, like a, a couple days later, I went to the hospital, and he takes my knees like. Yeah, death stuff you uh, tore ACL. And I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, no, I'm like, just immediate denial. I'm like, no. I'm like, he's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm like, it is. I'm like, okay, until I see an MRI, it's not, nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it. You know what I mean? And, um, and, uh, I'll, and that's how I have my head. So November, uh, that, from that time until February 14th was my MRI. And from then until I remember going to a movie and have to like I I didn't put a knee brace on it was like oh. stiff, it was swollen, you know it got it got less one I, I would ice it everything I could do I was doing my own physio I was looking up just different ways to 
Dreehouse working this, bands, the works. Literally February 14th, I went to the doctor and he's like, squat for me and I squatted. He's like, squat again, I squatted again. And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I've been playing squash and squatting. And he's like, he's like, really? He's like, have you any kind of slip in your knee before? I'm like, none. And he's like, okay, you might be one of those rare cases where you could play with an, with an ACL deficient knee. And I'm like, do I need to get surgery? He's like, if it hasn't slipped, you're good. But if it has slipped, then you should, yes, we need to do something. It's because he showed me the MRI, ACL is completely gone, the other two other ligaments are perfectly fine. And I'm like, oh, so I'm like, literally that uh, February till April, kept rehabbing myself, and then we had spring camp April 2010, and I was, I used a knee sleeve, not even a knee brace, and everyone even, and just wore that for, you know, playing the, that, that spring camp in that year. And I still haven't had ACL surgery. Jeez. Yeah, so Any, lucky. <laughs> anybody who knows listening, anybody who knows anything about knee injuries is probably cringing. I was, I was, like, like I, I, there was literally until like, a, a, like every day, like every single day until the doctor said you can, you don't need surgery. I was in tears, like I was like I'm done, like there's like I'm in denial, but like I'm running through, I'm 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 trying to run away from reality, with denial, like I'm good. The MRI is not here. I'm good. There's no way. But I was literally, I was like, I'm done. I was like, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's that's a difficulty that I think very few people have to face in life. Somebody in a position where the possibility of going pro in a professional sport and then having to then face the humbling reality that you can't do that. I can only imagine how that must have felt. That was terrible. Um, yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Um, so when that happened, mentally, what did you say to yourself? Because you said you were rehabbing on your own. Like, I, I, I denial, man. Like, I, and I just, just denial was just, the force that drove you. That's just me. Like, I just, I've, I've been that way. Like, I don't, like, I'm the kind of guy who, who, like, you know, I'll limp and until the do- and doctor, like, oh, you're good. I'm like, I'll, I'll literally go and see, like, what's wrong with me. Like, if something's wrong, I'm like, I need to know what's going on. And if something's going on, I know, I know how to take care of it after. Mm-hmm. But, like, injuries or just anything that happens, I just, like, I'm almost, like, in denial all the time. Like, I'll think the opposite. If, I'm, if I get sick, I'm not sick. Like, I have, I'm having cold symptoms, I'm not sick. I'll just say it, I'm not sick. <laughs> It's, it's 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 messed up, but like literally, like I didn't. I think I, everyone does that. I, I, I do it, but it, I think that's really fascinating because yeah. I know for I, I don't. When I start getting, I talk, I'm typical man child. I turn, I get the man cold. Like I'm one of them. No. So like I think that's really interesting that you have the the mental fortitude to be able to be like, I'm yeah. I'm not. I'm good until I'm told otherwise. Yeah, yeah I just that's. Yeah, I just like, until it's, it's like a like, fact. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. no, 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 unless it's strep throat or like food poisoning, you just fight through it. Yeah, I've had like yeah, I've, yeah. <laughs> I've had so I've had, oh, I've had one of the two of the worst food poisonings oh. before <laughs> show and been like, no, I'm good. Oh, I'm good. I, I, all right, I know this is gonna go off topic just a little bit here, mm-hmm. but I'm very, very curious. How detrimental is food poisoning in prep? Your well, so your digestion. So, like, I had, I think it was called Kanjo something, Juju, back to Juju, something. It's a bacteria, and it's salmonella. I caught um, on the way to Indonesia, then I got the, the Kanto Juju, or the heck it's called, in Indonesia. And the symptoms were supposed to be um, diarrhea, gas, vomiting, and fever. 
For some reason, I only got the gas and the diarrhea. <laughs> All the fun ones. <laughs> yeah, right? So it was like bloat, crap, bloat, crap. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like, so when those, when those basically attack, like, your, your digestive system. So, like, when you're, like, your GI tract and, mm-hmm. you know... Where your know, intestines, where that's getting the, all the nutrients and vitamins and so forth, and disperse it throughout your body, it doesn't allow it to happen, right? You're not having a fluent digestion when it happens. So, like the bloating stops the process of being able to absorb, you know, certain nutrients. The excessive diarrhea uh, keeps you more dehydrated. You know the, um, you know it's it's all those things. So, like when you're trying to to dry out or lose weight or do anything <laughs> that doesn't require you sitting on the toilet <laughs> um yeah like it's it was terrible I'm like yeah it was it was bad I, I happened 10 days before the new york pro oh no oh yeah 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 <laughs> oh, yeah i'm like nope i'm good i'm good i'm good and you still sat there and <laughs> yeah, said i'm good i did it until i went on yeah, belly. it was terrible i was literally in my head like I was, i'm like if this is, I, this has to go away before i get on stage because I was like I was, and I guess posed the week like I guess posed the week before, the New York Pro with the bacteria still like like eight days strong. Oh jeez. And then I was like guess posing. I was like oh my god, like it was holding my stomach and was so fucking hard. Oh man, that's brutal. That was sore. It was terrible. Yeah. Gambling with crap pants. <laughs> All right, so no major injuries on your end, though, Zara. Yeah, no, so, knock yeah. on, <laughs> knock on old head there, yeah, Aswood. Yeah. All right, so uh, the next question I want to start with is uh, I'm gonna actually quote, uh, and uh, I, I'm hoping I'm not too far off because now we're talking about a month and a half ago. It was actually a quote from Johnny Shreve. Um, what are we at here? So it says we are taking regular people and turning them into athletes. So now that was a quote that Johnny said, I hope I'm not too far off from the source, like I said, mm-hmm. back at the World Gym Conference that was down, I believe it was in Vegas. Yeah. And uh, I just took that right off, I think it was your Instagram, and it's just something that stuck with me when you said it, because that's so true. You're t- I'm looking at people in here, uh, there's this one older guy that trains with Joe, we'll be talking to him eventually. Um, we got this one guy, younger guy, kind of a little heavier set fellow like myself training with, uh, with Rowan, sorry, who's been killing it. Um, who is it? Is your, your, oh my, what's her name? I'm terrible with names. Juanita? Yes. Yeah, Juanita's killing it. Yeah, like yeah. just you, you, uh, and then, uh, Nermeen's got some clients that yeah. are just absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. And there's always one consistency that I see and that's everybody's smiling. Yeah. Sweat pouring off of their heads, <laughs> you know all smiling so my question with that quote is do you have any personal mantras or quotes that you keep in mind on a daily basis where um just you just need that little bit of a pick me up in your own head something that you repeat to yourself um it's actually written in my binder you only live once and i mean any age you know body type we treat you and you work hard and you will succeed. I don't like to say that all athletes need to be a certain way here. Everyone is treated the same. So it's actually inspiring to see people like Juanita, who's my client, pushing it. Because she's going through some internal pain. Mm-hmm. And it's just great that she's just killing it every day. I just uh, I just love the support that I see when I look around and I look at like the posts you'll make of yeah. her working out and just yeah. the comments, the likes. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's got to feel 
good to know that you've got that kind of support that yeah. you're in there. Yeah. Overweight, out mm-hmm. of shape, mm-hmm. pouring sweat after. Mm-hmm. I was I did a boxing class with James. Mm-hmm. I did a, a lap and a half of the green turfed area and I think I did five sit-ups and I had to stop. Yeah. I didn't feel ashamed of myself mm-hmm. for one second because there's just no judgment in the air yeah. here. Yeah. And I think that's so rare and amazing. So you only live once. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, people might laugh and hear that now because of the Drake song and everything like oh, that. But I yeah, think that is so, <laughs> so good. That's not where I got that from. Johnny, what about you? Quotes? <laughs> uh, I got a ton of them, man. I just, I'm one of those yeah, quote Bibles. You know? Quote Bibles, huh? I got a bunch of them. No, I mean, my da- I, I was thinking of, when you were talking, I was thinking of a bunch of them. But honestly, my dad um, says he's the most easiest one. He's always, winners never quit and quitters never win. He always says that. And, uh, I got a rule for any of my athletes. You can't say can't around me. I don't know. I'll give you 30 burpees. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, it's just like, and, and I'll have them be like, like I can't, and you'll hear them like, Kah. they'll stop themselves. With, but it's like, it's... Isn't that right, Melissa? You listening? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's, uh, I just, um, that, that amongst, like, there's another one, I'm the master of hate, I'm the captain of my soul. That's uh, the um, Invictus speech. That's my favorite, too. It's like, it's, it's more, the most of them always revolve around um, it's you that's made the change. Like, you're not, you know, Kai Green said, no one's going to come save you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, no one is. You got to do it yourself. And people, as much, I always reiterate, you know, I need you for motivation. Like, okay, it's great. I'm going to help you as much as I can, but, but you have to be able to find it yourself because I can't be here for the rest of your life. And that's the biggest thing is people understand that it's like, you have control over this process yeah. and how great you do with it or how, much you fall yeah and you can always control how much you get up after you fall mm-hmm. and you can always you know control how far you actually go and no one's judging you Just there's yeah, there's no judgment and people judge it's like you know what great because if if they're judging you they're watching you exactly that's what i love like you judge judge me and i, I told I, I you know i, I said a couple of things I don't, nobody nobody talks about nobody's yeah that's a good one i like that right? one yeah that it's so you know but there's no judgment here, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> there's zero judgment here, which is the environment we wanted. Like, it's, yeah. I, I just, uh, I just am blown away at how fast this place has developed into that environment. And you guys don't hide the fact, and it's one thing I said back on the other podcast, is you guys don't hide the fact that this is still a business, you're still coaches, mm-hmm. you're still trying to hire people. That's not lost on people, but not once have I felt pressured by any sales tactics and not have I talked to anybody who's mm-hmm. felt that way mm-hmm. and I think again I'll reiterate name me one other place that you can say that about you know so that's uh that's awesome I love the I love the quotes Johnny um I really actually I, I'm gonna actually remember a couple Bible of quotes. one of them one of the ones that I have and I can't actually remember how to say it, it was originally in a Russian quote and it's essentially uh, the sleeping shark, or the, the shark that does not swim drowns. The shark that does not swim drowns. I can't remember how to say it in Russian. And I love that because it's just like a variation of, well, you're lapping everybody on the couch, you know? So, like, it's just, like, kind of made me think of it when you said one of yours. Yeah, it sounds really cool in Russian, too. Oh, okay. I have to Google that one. Yeah, I used to be able to say it in Russian, but I can't anymore. Um, so those are all really good ones. Mm-hmm. Now, with this next one here, uh, I want to know, how do you overcome your 
fears. Some, uh, you know, something new, for example, Zara, mm-hmm. uh, you've been working with Mike Smith, another one of the trainers that we're going to be talking about. I've mentioned him before on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You recently hit a 315-pound deadlift, mm-hmm. which was absolutely incredible. Thank you. The mm-hmm. energy, just if you go back and watch that, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen this video, I believe it's still on your Instagram. Yeah, at Lots of Fitness. The, the second she puts that weight down, she's got high fives coming into that <laughs> camera frame. And, like, just like yeah. I said, that that's just... Yeah. Tell me one other place. Yeah. So... That couldn't have been easy. You were talking about this beforehand, me and you, mm-hmm. how Mike was yelling at you. When you Mike yells at you like that, you, yeah. you can lift that weight. So yeah. when it comes to your fears and things like that, mm-hmm. um, what gets you through it? Like, what gets you past that? Um, well, Mike picked up on a few things that I do. I do get into my head before I'm lifting, and that can affect the lift. So he's like, I'm not going to tell you how much is on the bar. You're just going to lift it. And he's screaming at me. And I'm like, okay. Okay, Mike. <laughs> and I did, and I did it. Because I, I get into my head too much. And he's noticed that with the training over the last, we've been, I think, six weeks now. So he knows, he's picked up on my vibe, and he knows that the screaming works. And um, actually, and I've heard from a couple of other coaches, um, Rowan in particular, he thought he could, I could have done more. Easily. More, yeah. 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 Easy, because the way that I picked it up. 315 was yeah, easy. Yeah, I picked it up like, I, it wasn't a noodle, but it, it was heavier. <laughs> but the way I, in the video, it looked like I just picked it up and dropped it down. So, I know I could do more now. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you've, you've definitely had more in you there, I think. Yes, I did. Um, and what was the, the, the feedback and the response after that? I don't know, just, um, well, Aaron, one of the other coaches said that someone actually contacted him, the Nova Scotia powerlifting uh, president actually contacted him saying that I should be competing and, you know, like I can lift heavier than, like, it's impressive. I was like, what? That was amazing. Arm was there at that point and Arm was like, see, you could have, you could have done more and it's like, it motivates you to do more. And so that was really exciting. Is that something you're thinking about now? Don't tell my husband, but yeah, sure. <laughs> and my mom in particular, she hates me lifting heavy. Oh, uh, but it's she's it's, just a protective mother. It's just a protective mother. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you right now, I won't miss that meet because yeah. I I know for a fact you had more in you. Yeah. Absolutely, I yeah. agree with the coaches. You had way more in you. Like, you you realize three sixty five is my PR right now? Oh what? At six one, three hundred and fifty four pounds. That's my PR. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Just let that, that right. sink in for a second. Okay. Then. <laughs> um. What about you, Johnny? Um. Fear. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I used to say I used to. I don't know. Fear. I don't have. I'm scared. I'm scared of shit of spiders. I like. <laughs> I, like I don't. I don't. Um. My fear has changed. I guess. Now since Selena's here, you know what I mean? Okay. So like Selena is Johnny's daughter. So, yeah, I'm a little thirteen month old mini me. Little Bambino. <laughs> yeah, she's a But yeah, I like I, I I used to sit, you know, I used to fear the past and the future all the time. It was a big thing I had to deal with, with with my mental health, which was getting away from that fear. Um and you know when Selena got here, it was more clear of you know my fear has changed, and it's something I'm still working on. So I do fear, you know, not being able to. And that's kind of what motivates me too. Is like I don't want to not be able to provide for her. Of course. The like my goal is to give her way more than I got, and the fear for me is you know not being able to get that to her. Mm-hmm. But on the same side, it's like that's what keeps me going because I know. That the only way I'll not do that is why I just quit. Yeah. So my fear is like I guess different. Like when I lift and stuff, I don't 
like I said, I've been doing it for so long. Like, I don't even look at weight anymore as weight. I see it as, like, you know, something I'm going to load up on doing a movement more than anything. So if I go, if I go into a rack with 600, 700 pounds, I'm not scared. Yeah. I'm going to, if I can't get up, cool. I can't get up. Like, you know, it's going to go on the floor. Yeah. But, um, you know, I guess for, I guess if I could talk for other people who, who fear, it's, you know, what, what uh, Zara said, and all of that is in your head. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I get in my head, that's, it's fear. You know, it's not there. It's something you make up to... Mm-hmm. It's something you kind of unconsciously, unconsciously do to kind of keep yourself safe mm-hmm. from something that you're risking. And maybe when it comes to lifting, you know, people are... I'm scared to get hurt, so I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm potential not gonna, for pain. You know, I'm not yeah. going to go through this, you yeah. know. But it's the same thing people do when it comes to goals. I'm not going to... You know, I'm scared I'm going to fail at this, so I'm not going to try, you know, to do, you know, my acting career out. And then they do whatever, and they end up regretting the shit when they're dying, right? Yeah. That's very true. I'll tell you, it took me 33 years to realize that I'm worth taking care of enough to actually come here and try to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, I was talking with, I'm, I, this, the name's eluding me right now, who I was having this conversation with. And I was just talking about how when you have fear or you have like, I'll actually lead this right into the next topic I want to talk about, um, which is actually really close to my heart. That is mental health, actually. Uh, Shelby and I both suffer. Shelby being my wife, she's not here today. Uh, We both suffer from anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. and are uh, both taking medication that's new to us. That's something we've talked about over the last couple of podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, And I talked to her beforehand. She was okay with me bringing this up. Um, The reason that I want to jump into this topic is because I watched... um, You you mentioned uh, Pumping Iron. There's another one called Generation Iron, a little newer. Yeah. And uh, Phil Heath, uh, anybody who doesn't know who he is, he's like a, what, eight, seven, eight-time Mr. Olymp- seven-time Mr. Olympian champion right now. And um, in this documentary, at one point, he literally brushes somebody away who's trying to talk to him about it, almost like, I think, like, how he performed on the stage for mm-hmm. the prejudging or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he literally just is like, no, I can't hear that right now. He literally believes that negative thoughts will literally affect the muscle maturity and how it looks mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on mental health and physical fitness and how they intertwine with each other? Because I'm a firm believer that they're very important, that mm-hmm. they coincide hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause I know if I'm, if I'm having a down day mentally, I either don't want to come to the gym or I come here and I'm just not, I have no connection to the weights, mm-hmm. you know? So what are your thoughts on just the topic in kind of general? Um, it's a topic that's talked about more freely now because a lot of people used to not talk about their depression or anxiety. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that 2019 or before that is kind of like people are more open to talking about it. Um, when it comes to being here though and dealing with it um as you said you're more you take yourself and stay at home i think i work through my anxiety by coming to the gym and just working out it kind of helps me release that um i do have a couple of um clients with that struggling with mental health so i kind of relate to them and um, i can tell when they're having a down day and i just adapt my programming to them if that makes sense no that does make sense yeah Um, absolutely so i if i know they're not pushing it i'd be like look okay I'm going to get you through this. Just pause, breathe. They just need to just slow. We just need to slow things down. There's no like rush, 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 you know? So that's what I do. I kind of just taper it to them. That, that makes me really happy to hear because oh, yeah. in 2019, it should be 
able to be talked about oh, yeah. with much more ease and yeah. it shouldn't be so stigmatized as it is still. Um, that's why I try to make sure that I talk about it as openly as I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny, what are your thoughts? Um, the mental health? Just mm-hmm. like uh, mental health in the fitness world and how, and how much they go together. See, in the fitness world, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and um, I, uh, I too suffer. I don't suffer shit. I like to say I'm kicking mental health's ass. There you yes. go. That's my, that's my thing. I kind of changed the world. I, I, do, I do understand that I have to um, manage my mental health. Um, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. So I got a smorgasbord of different, I guess, um, issues from each. Depression, anxiety, um, personality, this and that. Um, but it's something I have to really... Um, manage all the time daily how it affects this game and how much it is in this game it's like just from the bodybuilding world I I, I could say almost I, I, I this might be the, a terrible exaggeration but I feel more than 70% are dealing with some type of um, diagnosed or undiagnosed um, mental illness for sure and that changes everything. I mean, for some, they can use this thing. I've used... This has been something I've been able to encapsulate and not let anything affect. When I was saying football, and I got on the football field, you, could, you know, I've, I've had a friend who's been killed the night before and played the next, the next day, you know. It's um, when you're that, I guess, goal-driven. You can compartmentalize really good. Exactly, right? And it wasn't until I got... Until I was really going into, into therapy more that I realized I was... When it came to using different skills and techniques to kind of manage your um, mental health, I realized I was doing it the whole time when I was bodybuilding. I mean, not when I was, when I was lifting. Mm-hmm. I was always in the moment. I was just there. I'm lifting weight. I can be here. Um, you know, I'd be completely aware. Um, but, I mean, if you don't manage it, and it's something, again, that you have to do and you have to want to do, almost like diet, like, you know, if I want to get in shape... You know, you have to, there's certain things you have to do to get in shape. If you want your mental health to get better, there are certain things that you have to do that you can't, you know, rely on the medication. Because I never medicated. I was going through a drug addiction when I was diagnosed. So I was like, fuck, you know, meds. I'm already having a problem yeah. with, you know, yeah. you know, party ones anyway, right? So, um, but you have to be able to, you know, you ha- like, it's your job too to be able to go through things every day and be able to manage it. Because... Your physiology itself, like if I say I'm depressed, you, you fold up and you're depressed. You know, your flight or flight, your fight or flight is going to turn on. It's going to be flat all the time. Mm-hmm. And you can't walk underneath a rack or push weight or dig deep if, you know, that thing's not managed to the best as, as it can. Yeah. Um, or having an outlet, you know. This is probably the best outlet that the doctor told me that this was, I've been aware of it, that this is the best stimulus for me. You know, if I didn't have this thing, I'd, I'd be dead for sure a long time ago. I was always using this as my way out. And then now it's my, my tool. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, it, it does, co- like, I mean, I can go on and on, but yeah, it, mental health is coincides this industry more because it is just a ref- reflection of what society is. It's just in a different kind of, it's just in a different, you know, um, group. You know, you're taking the world and putting it into a gym atmosphere. You'll get the same people in the world and the same people in the gym atmosphere. How they deal with their stuff is how they deal with their stuff, but they have to deal with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
I think that's really interesting because you you say that you know you're gonna get the the world atmosphere when you put those people in the gym because it's the same people outside they're just now going into a building mm-hmm. you don't think about it like that very often mm-hmm. but I gotta say though you know you, you the people and it sounds like I'm beating a dead horse sure but the people that come in here they might have horrible stressful issues going on outside the door but I I'm telling you I see smiles I see people talking I see like you wouldn't be able to tell that somebody's life could be falling apart around them it's like they come in here and they feel like they've got a safe spot for a little bit yeah you know um with that being said like you know I I agree I think the mental health is a massive part of the uh anything I think I think it's the baseline for everything else um it's almost like you got to look at it like it, you want to keep your car running. You've got to do the proper maintenance. Your body's your car. You've got to take the proper maintenance on that. And that includes your mental health. And I don't think enough people realize that kind of what you were saying, Johnny, about how this is the best stimulus for you. That's like that for a lot of people. If people actually gave it a chance to come in here and felt how good it feels to rip 315 pounds off the floor and then turn around and be a high five by your friends yeah. and just have everybody hyping you up and stuff like that. That feels incredible. Like when I, uh, when I pulled that 365 and then I turn around and Mike's right there, you know, and it was just surrounded by people that were all trying to do the same thing you're trying to do mm-hmm. just be a better version of yourself. Yep. And you've got all these people surrounding you. Like the, I mentioned earlier in the podcast, my deadlift family on Sundays, literally clapping for each other after sets and stuff like that like that i think that stuff's you don't i haven't seen that since high school you know (laughs) and that that in high school is probably because it was forced anyway (laughs) so i kind of we're we're pretty much wrapping up with the the, the group interview questions there and i got another one here so um just the final one that i think i want to end with a little bit more lighthearted. um so could you name and since we only got the two of you here something that you admire and if you want to mention people that aren't here, that's totally cool too. But something that you admire about your colleagues, the people that you spend 8, 14, however many hours a day with in here, because it's got to be more than just coworkers at this point. It's family. It has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I see Shreve as a brother. You know, we, we're like, we do kind of banter off each other. But um, to all the other coaches, they all have something different and special about them. Um, but I want to shout out to the front desk too. Like we are, a, we're a family. They don't get enough credit. Yeah. So I want to shout out to them as well. Armor and Shazia just kill it every day. And uh, yeah, we have a great vibe here. So. Literally down to, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm very terrible with names. The, the. Um, <laughs> Nancy. Nancy? Cleaner. 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 Yeah. Nancy. Yeah, we love like, Nancy. Shout out to Nancy. Just call it like, I, even she's always walking around here smiling. Yeah. You just like, yeah. I, I, I can't get over it. Yeah. Family. So, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> We're, it's, it's funny because I'm not trying to. No, I want to put anybody on blast. <laughs> but um, I've talked to. I've been able to talk to a lot of people here, like that I work with on a personal level. And if people knew, like the athletes that walk through the door knew, what most of the people here are going through in their personal lives it would be that much more motivating because they're still here. You know, there's, I, like I said, I want, I'm not trying to, because I know, you know what I'm saying? I know their stories. We've been on the, have a tier and, but like, 
everyone from the top down, like going through, go sitting here with Amr from day one, and I just can just believe the fucking stress that that guy is going through and his wife that had to go through just, you know, delays, delays. And from the top down, like, so I saw this thing grow from one to where it is now, and I know where it's going to be down the road, but what's admirable, all of them, is, is that they're all here, like, every day doing their best uh, to give everyone the experience that they can give them. Mm-hmm. And they're not getting anything back, but, you know, an environment that they love to be in. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's, that's the coolest thing. we got a bunch of people who can easily have reasons to quit and do something else, or just they're toughing their shit out and coming to a place where they can be free together and like it's like I said like I talk to people it's not just talking to me I'm talking to everybody we're all talking to, to each other yeah. you know so that brings more of a realness to all of us so yeah. you're not just going to pop into a place that's just trying to sell you a memberships and yeah. personal training you're going to come here with people who are going through shit that know that this is a place that's helping them go through their own shit and we're going to show you the way to get through your own shit yeah, the the stuff that I've I've learned just to to try to get just just to, just to get to your own shit, right? Just to, but just the stuff that I've learned just to try in the last couple of months that has helped me grow as a person. Like this is why I'm doing this. this is why I want to try to to get any extra bodies in here that we can because if you're sitting on the fence listening to this, wondering if you should come to World Gym or any gym, it doesn't really matter. Of course, I'm going to be biased. I'm going to suggest World Gym, but if you're on the fence about fitness and you're thinking that you shouldn't please give yourself the chance just try it so i want to end this segment here we got one last one called uh questions from the listeners there's just a few there but we're creeping on the end of our first segment so we're going to close that one out start a new one and uh we'll be back in a minute all right ladies and gentlemen we are back thanks for sticking with us all right so we're going to move on to the segment called uh from the listeners so we've got uh a couple of questions that i've been gathering over the last few weeks from uh the beautiful grind viewers that uh always questions they always wanted to have answered but might have been too afraid to ask so uh everybody's going to be remained uh nameless except for one person who actually told me that that we could uh, give her name so We'll just get started here. So, first question is, what's the most common injury you guys come across in this business and best practices to help avoid it? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, just from the clients I've been working with, uh, knee injuries seem to be a common one. Okay. Um, shoulders. Shoulders. Shoulders, shoulders are mobility. huge. Um, everyone's different depending on age and what they can do. And um, a couple of my clients have different type of knee injuries. So, um I kind of just have to bounce off how they're feeling that day and what okay. they want to do, um, how to avoid them. I mean, I have to work with what I've got, right? So, so yeah, it's really going to come down to that yeah. that personal, yeah. like, you know, because if a per- certain person can't move a certain yeah. way, then yeah. it, you got to find that alternate yeah. movement for them, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, so my biggest solution for them is obviously to move it more, like, you know, you can't just, you need to walk, right? I can't just say, oh, we're not going to do any lunges today, but you need to bend your knee at some point, right? So I just—it's just not babying it, but just working with it and just trying to get it stronger. So not working it isn't the answer then. No, because then it just seizes up and loads of problems from that snowballs. Right, and Johnny, you said you see a lot of shoulders. Yeah, so um, I mean, like I don't like I'm much, like I haven't created any injuries. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the ones that I see happen are from are mostly shoulders, um, whether it be from a trainer or not. I'm assuming. Either way, uh, avoiding it, just form. Uh, form, okay. Um, the problem with that is uh, is getting the right 
information or the right coaching to get some to teach you proper form and mechanics when it comes to moving. So, but if you can um, come to the gym and uh, the trainers here who can show you through the proper range of motion. There you go. There you yeah. go. All right. Um, so this one uh, came from a friend of mine. Uh, so cardio, how, uh, for how long and should it be done before or after the workout or both? Um, so cardio, um, so some quick facts there. So if you're, if you're looking at optimizing your workout, uh, depending like, so if you're doing cardio more than I would say 10, 15 minutes, I will kind of park it after and also uh, after your workout. It also depends how intense your cardio is as well. Um, but I would may I would always recommend if you're going to do, um, like an extensive period of cardio to do that after your workout because it's going to drain your glycogen storage if you're trying to, you know, um, have a big lifting day. Mm-hmm. Put it in the morning if you want, uh, for enough away from your workout if you want to have it before that or right after. Um, and then what, how long? How long depends on how big you are, sorry, <laughs> like, and how much you can handle or enjoy. It's, a, it's so many different factors. That's a question that's like. I was always told if it's a question that's going to take you longer than a minute to answer, you got to charge them. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, that, that's, you know what? That's that's good enough. But like, but but really though, it's um, you can't overdo your cardio. You can't overdo your cardio to try to fix your diet. Yeah. Um. So if you're using that to chop off a bunch of weight, yeah. look at look at your nutrition first. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and then go from there. <laughs> Again, kind of tapering off what uh, Johnny just said, it depends on the person. Okay. Um, you know, if you're a person that just wants to do cardio through just group classes, do that. Like, no one's going to judge you for doing too much or too little. If you just want to run on the treadmill, do that. Um, with my clients, I kind of do sporadically throughout, depending on how much they can do. Um, we do have a lot of cardio haters out there. Um, we just need to s- stop that because you still need cardio in your workout. Uh, I do boot count, so I kill them in my <laughs> so but they at the end of it they love it and they they needed it so we, we were having a conversation a little earlier and just yeah. like it's it's just like Zara I think you said you just gotta find your niche yeah there's so many different forms of cardio yeah. you just gotta find one that works exactly. for you I've been enjoying the boxing yeah uh, you got your hit camps yeah. and so there's there's always something, there's something. it's not just a treadmill nope. no all right so uh, let's see so uh, we got uh, this question came from uh, one of uh Shelby's friends. That's right. I was wondering why this name didn't look familiar. Uh, so uh, I guess uh, what she said is, I guess I've always wondered about protein. I know the importance of the basics, uh, but what about, uh, about what your body needs? But when it comes to the amount of protein a woman needs, Cesar, you might be, but you know what, Johnny, I see you working with female clients too, so we'll uh, kind of tackle that. Uh, but how, um, especially for a woman who needs uh, to help with muscle growth and support, mm-hmm. I've had a hard time finding uh, protein supplements and don't that don't upset my stomach. Uh, so I know uh, that I'm not getting the right amount uh, protein right now. And that came from Nicole Tulane. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, protein information. Now understand that we're gonna we're gonna kind of keep it on the shorter side because I do like what Johnny said. If it takes <laughs> you longer than a minute, you should charge him. I actually really like that. So. Um, easy, easy one. Uh, this is actually from uh, the slides when we were in, um, at the World Gym Convention. We actually had a uh, our nutritionist who works with the um, Olympic uh, uh, men's Olympic team, um, NFL, whatever. Anyway, so when it comes to protein requirements. Uh, there's an actual so for if you're looking at general health, um, just give you some points. 
1.2 to 1.5 grams per kilograms of body weight. You okay. know kilograms, divide your weight by 2.2. And I'll give it to you. For general fitness, exercise and fitness, 1.4 to 1.8 grams. So you're looking at trying to build muscle. That's where you're looking at that range. Okay. Um, healthy for aging, it's still around that size. So if you're looking at you want to be able to sustain muscle um, and rec- recover muscle, sustain it or build it. Um, between a 1.4 to 1.6 will give you that. If you're trying to build, build between 1.8 to 2.2 pounds per body weight. And that's per body per the per human being. So not for men over women. It goes for yeah. um, that, that need for their body weight. So yeah. um, go from that. It's actually not as much as you think it is. If you do that, wait, if you do the calculation. So 1.8 to 2.2 for your well, people who are trying to put on some muscle, um, get toned. Repair, uh, looking at 1.8 to 2.2 grams of um, protein per body weight in kilograms. All right. Now, and again, yeah. that does not matter for men over women. Yep. It's yeah. body weight. Yeah. yeah. All right. So there you go, Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm really excited about this next question. <laughs> uh, so go to cheat meal. Now, Johnny especially, uh, but like we'll let whoever wants to start here, but I'm very curious as an IFBB pro, especially like post-show, like that's what I'm curious about. Post-show. Um, okay, so uh, Five Guys and, and Sushi, 100%, but uh, two types, two forms of ice cream I eat. Um, I have an actual uh, order I get at every Dairy Queen. Okay. It's a um, extra large blizzard with um, Oreo, cheesecake, cookie dough. And then I tell them extra, 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 extra stuff. Please make it so it's half ice cream and half. <laughs> and, and then I say, I'll pay for it. Don't worry, I'll pay everything. And they're like, oh, okay. And they'll make it as being like 12 bucks. But oh, it's like on wow. You can't hold it upside down because it just pours out. <laughs> and then Dairy Queen, I mean, um, uh, ben and Jerry's either half baked or the tonight dough and I'll put uh, the little mini Oreos one pack of that in there oh mm. man and see I'm a Cherry Garcia up. guy you uh-huh. love your sugar I like it <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. see that's the thing yeah. that like you can hear the, that he's gone through prep in that sentence yeah it's the whole thing the extra extra, the, extra the very extra. specific oh yeah cause they don't make it for you you get pissed like you just, <laughs> you gotta tell bottom them. half of every blizzard is just white ice cream it's just oh, I know yeah, I'm a bit pissed I'm like yeah. and you hear him make it and it's like grr, grr. I'm like they're making it right yeah, yeah. I'm still yet to have life. a blizzard I haven't had a blizzard what? yet what really no I need oh, to get it just let him or yours I know I'm I think I'm gonna let Johnny go take the reins chicken wings Chicken wings. chicken wings. All right, flavor? Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, nice. Yeah, gotta nice. Have gotta it. have some heat. Hot. Um, what else do I like? Is cheat? Uh, um, I like a doner, but I don't want to get judged on this podcast for doner. Hey, this, you're, 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 you're saying that you like doner on a podcast being filmed in Nova Scotia. I think yes. no one's going to judge I you. I think I'm accepted. Of it's pretty common. Okay. You have. Um, what else? Who if you didn't? I know sushi. I love sushi. Love it. Yeah. That's yeah. three big ones all right, and uh, probably my absolute favorite question of the whole podcast, because mm-hmm. uh, this is something that I like to ask just general people walking down the street, just mm-hmm. to see what they would say. Mm-hmm. And if you could sit and have a meal with your I- idol, your ideal person, the, 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 the dream person, who would it be? It doesn't matter, dead, live, doesn't matter. Who would you sit and have that? Just one? <laughs> one person? Well, I mean, I suppose there, you could 
put a little leniency on that question if it was like say a musical group or something but I don't know <laughs> I'll let you I'll let you run wild with that one Dave Chappelle he's hilarious Dave Chappelle would be amazing <laughs> he would yeah. just yeah, he's, he's so smart. And he go deep. He's hilarious. That's the thing. I had yeah. no idea that that guy was as smart as he was he until is. I started watching uh, his stand-ups. And that, and that his stand-ups. Ones? The, the last three. <laughs> he's been a genius, man. Yeah. He's one of the best. Mm-hmm. He he does this bit on one of his uh, stand-up specials on Netflix where he talks about how he's got a bowl of punchlines. Yeah. He does a bowl of punchlines, <laughs> and he just like he'll and then he'll write the joke. I know. Yeah. And I'm just like that. I can't say what that was. Do you remember that? Yeah, it, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> but that that is that is genius. <laughs> but that is genius. Like, um, that's the only other way you can put it. So Dave Chappelle, that's a good yeah. one. Right. For me, it's Michelle Obama. Okay, why Michelle Obama? I don't know. I just I, I would have a ton of questions for her. Like, how has it been in like as a black woman in that kind of political setting? Like, I, I, love it. I mean, Oprah was another one, but I'm like, I don't know, Michelle. I think Oprah would have some interesting stories. Yeah. yeah. Because as as big as Oprah is, like I couldn't tell you a single thing about her private life. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a good one. Between the two. Yeah, she's yeah, pretty cool. Dave Chappelle. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny as I I as I wrote the question, I didn't think about who I'd pick as my answer. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I actually, it might be pretty simple. I'd pick somebody like Action Bronson mm-hmm. or Kevin Smith. I don't know if you know who these people are. Kevin Smith's a director. He's done films like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Chasing mm-hmm. Amy, Dogma, yeah, yeah, things like that. Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. The, the comic book guy. Yeah, yeah, the comic book guy. And uh, he's one of my idols. He lives a very uh, uh, why not mentality life. Yeah. Um, like, you know, like if you're sitting there saying things like, um, I want to I wanna be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get those people like, why would you want to do that? He's like, why not mm-hmm. go do that? Like yeah. that's like, and that's why I love him. Yeah. Action Bronson, just because I don't know if you ever watched his show. He's got the show called Fuck That's Delicious. <laughs> I just want to hang out with him and go eat around New York. That's yeah. all I want to do. <laughs> um, and um, David Goggins. That would be cool. David Goggins is yeah. a cut from a different cloth. Mm-hmm. This guy's. Uh, would you classify him as a motivational speaker now? Yeah, he's a motivational speaker for sure. Um, Marine. He's a Marine. Like, this dude is, this guy's made of iron. And uh, the, the stuff that he says is just, I would love to sit and pick his brain in person. You know, that, I think that would be something interesting. Well, that, I think, let's just do a quick check here. That wraps everything up I've got for you guys today. I cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your guys' day off to come in and do this. Um, Right now, the floor is yours. You guys have any final thoughts? Tell them where they can find you. I know you both got social media right now, especially Johnny. You're an IFBB pro. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on everything. Johnny Shreve, J-O-N-N-I-S-H-R-E-V-E. It's that for YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Just Johnny Shreve. Yeah. yeah. And more to come on my YouTube channel. It's going to go back up pretty soon. So. Nice. Uh, I'm not as big as him, but you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> um, at Lata, L-A-R-T-E-R, underscore fitness. And that's me. And great, great sources of motivation and wisdom from both of these folks. We will have more of the World Gym Coaching and staff coming over the next few weeks. This is just the beginning of uh, meeting World Gym. So, again, guys, thank you very much for mm-hmm. taking the time out of your Sunday. Oh, no. And remember, everybody... The grind doesn't got to be ugly. Yay.